For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcast. We're talking about itty bitty podcast. The podcast. Merry mini Monday, chunkies. I'm Carter. It's the one you know and love from the middle name that gets said in the episode. That will be Doge. And this one is Jordan. I was like, that's not your middle name, but you're the second name in the episode. The uh-huh. middle of three. It's like, that's definitely not middle his name, middle name. Though. Do I, I not know him? I did. I did fill out a thing the other day for, uh, it was like something for our podcast. I don't remember what it was, but I put, I wrote my name as Justin quote Doge. Dozier, and I've never felt dirtier. <laughs> oh yeah, it was awful. I hated it. And Amazing. it's cool. It's cool, Doge, that you're the middle child of the podcast, and your hair is all purple, and um, you like are still like on a self discovery journey of like finding out who you really are, and like you're mad at mom and dad a lot. Yeah, yeah, that is me. If I could choose one set of descriptors for me, that would be those. Yeah, just so a total middle just, child. It's crazy that you just said all those because I was thinking yeah. them. Unreal. Well, we don't have time for that anymore. What we do need time for is we have a champion. Such a middle child thing. I feel like such, Ed, you don't have time for me. Of course you don't. I'm a middle child. Me too. Um, I, <laughs> we need to talk about the championship of spring delirium uh, in yes, a world almost completely void of sport. Uh, we were about all that was left. And so the world is eager to know. And fortunately, our championship was pretty close. I was remembering looking back to our surveys from last year's championship on the sidekicks of those classic Disney movies. I believe we had Kronk against what's funny is uh, Pumbaa. I, 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 yeah. No, it wasn't Pumbaa. Pumbaa was in the semifinal. It was Mushu. It was Mushu. Oh, against that's Mushu. Right. That was not very close at all. Kronk was our yeah, winner. Yeah, that was a curb stop. Very yeah. first bracket winner. This one between Woody and Sully has proved to be uh, much harder. Honestly, I'd love to do a deep dive into what was the age of the people who voted for who. Ooh, because sure, there does, even though these are both early Pixar characters, they both uh, they are pretty far apart. We don't see Sully until six years after Woody's creation, and Woody's had two installments before we even meet Sully. So, our winner though for Spring Delirium, we got to have some drum roll or something, right? We can. That's got to be the easiest soundbite in the world to find. I'll Google it. I'll Google cool drum roll MP3s and see what comes up. Amazing. Our winner for Spring Delirium is, congratulations, Jordan Wonders. Sully uh, is our champion for Spring yes. Delirium. I think this yes. is perfect. That's perfect. Because we get to spend all day tomorrow talking about him. Uh, and it's kind of fun to look at it through the lens of this was the champ. Is it, Are yeah. my standards going to be higher? Are your standards going to be higher now watching Monsters, Inc.? knowing that the people voted for Sully as the best Pixar character of all time? 
I'll I tell mean, you if they what. voted for him as the best Pixar character and the best Pixar movie, then it feels like it feels like our audience knows what they're about. Yeah, right. This this seems pretty cut and dry to uh, to old Jordan over here in the corner. I, I I don't know that my expectations for Sully would have changed regardless. I think that I know yeah. him and his his whole movie and his situation uh, pretty well. We're pretty psyched over here in this camp. Can I ask between the two of you? Like, do y'all like Monsters, Inc. more than Toy Story? Yes. yes. Okay, I'm the other way around. And so that's why really? the age really? thing interests me, too. We've talked about for before, sure. like, that's that weird Phantom Menace effect for me and Revenge of the Sith for y'all. There's something yeah. about the ages of six to nine or six to ten that it's like some kind of nostalgia-rich type thing that makes me wonder if that just we just have blinders to any other opinions on stuff. Uh, but yeah, again, I, 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 even myself, being the one who bought the poster for Phantom Menace would say... More people are likely to agree with me on liking Woody more than Sully, than liking Phantom Menace more than most of the other Star Wars movies. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I I totally see that. But yeah, Woody was my vote, but I mean, I'm I'm not upset to see the big the big blue guy move on to the champion. Yeah, that's what's interesting about these finals that end up like this is, you know, it it really does seem like the dif- the decision is difficult because there's no bad option presented. Makes it right. tough. I'm not bummed about anybody winning well, unless it's lightning. Right. It's also like <laughs> trying to find a super dump for any Pixar movie. Right. You know, any of the movies that made this series. It's just tough. And sometimes when you find a super dump, you listen back to it and realize what a grump you are. And how <laughs> you sound. Super grump. Super grump. <laughs> you know, we mentioned uh, this being an important kind of battle, and uh, I do agree. I think that was very important. Uh, there's one other battle that I think we really need to take into consideration here, guys. Okay. And uh, I- I'm doing something a little crazy. I'm going to smash on in uh, right here in the middle of our mini Monday episode. And uh, I'm going to bring in a game that we worked on for the first time in a Patreon only episode. Yes. Uh, a game that we decided to call uh, Cinema Smash Bros. Did we? I thought it was Silver Screen Smash. It's Silver Screen Smash. <laughs> it is that one. Okay. Silver Screen Smash. Well, there's that is, too. It's it called that too. That. Yeah. You know, this is what is happens that. when you've played something twice. I mean, it's, you kind of, have you ever gotten somebody's name wrong that you met a, a week ago, you know, for the first Literally, time? Literally. It happens. Kevin, not even one time have I done that. Now I, I've been workshopping this in my, in my brain space a little bit, and I'm going to present this in a slightly different way. Okay. Is that okay with everyone? Yeah. And also let, yeah, we got to let the people know. This is the first time our non-Patreons are getting to know this stuff. So Silver Screen Smash Brothers, let me give you a quick rundown in case you're a little rusty on this one. This is obviously (laughs) heavily inspired by the smash hit Super Smash Brothers, a game that uh, many of our friendships have been bonded and forged in the fires of and with. And uh, essentially how this works is you're each going to take a character, uh, in this case from Pixar, but you're each going to take a character and battle to the death, head to head. Oh. Single stock. Yep. yep, yep. No time limit. Single stock. Now, here's the thing. Here's what was left out last time. This this is something that we never got to do. And uh, it's very important to me because it's a huge portion of our smash relationship with one another. Before you do this, I want to let you know. I want to let you know, before you do this, we don't hardly ever add new things to our mini Monday games. So when we add mini Monday games, this is, you know, I just want to let you know that. Yeah. So buckle up is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm kidding. I do that all the time. That was a joke at me. I feel like our games are different every time we play them. 
Jordan, continue. <laughs> Only most times. Only most times. Welcome to the Silver Screen Smash Brothers character select screen, round one, battle one, out of three today. Why am I so excited? And they're going to go quick. Okay. Round one is a villain-only battle. Beautiful. Please select the villain with which you will fight. Oh, we have any choice. It's of any villain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome oh to the goodness. character select screen. Take your little oh token. Drop goodness. it on the face. Uh, I mean, I have to do uh, Ernesto de la Cruz. Ernesto de la Cruz. Sid Phillips. Sid Phillips. Sid Phillips versus Ernesto de la Cruz. This one is going to be a banger. Now, here's the deal. I've refined some of these rules a little bit. Here's exactly how this is going to work. Doge, you'll go first and you get a move. Carter, you get a rebuttal. After your rebuttal, Carter, you get to make a move. And Doge, you get a rebuttal. And then you're each going to finish 10 seconds or less. How do you think this fight ends? I will then judge as 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 non-biased as possible who wins this round. Doge, okay. make your first move. Can I taunt first and then do a move? Yeah, I'll allow a taunt and a move to be uh, kind of th- together the same. Sid's taunt is obviously he's going to stand with his arms folded and strike a mariachi pose, which is going to feel really gross coming from him. It's going to feel like pretty disrespectful. disrespectful yeah. And then he's going to say, I'm a wimpy mariachi guitar, man. That's a very and character then, specific taunt, which is interesting. That's his for taunt. Well, yeah, it's amazing. The, the programming going into this is pretty bananas. Um, and then his first move is, is he's going to leverage his skill of taking things apart and he's going to just run at you with a screwdriver mm-hmm. and attempt to take your guitar apart. Mm-hmm. And he's okay. going to build it into something else that you hate. And he's going to take your favorite guitar away from you. Okay. Now, is that like a side B or what is this? That is a side B. It's a side B. It's rushing across the stage with a, a screwdriver out and spinning. Okay. To unscrew all the screws from your guitar. That's good. Yep. That's good to know. Uh, so in, notice, in noticing this, I'm going to down B where, right where I'm standing because it does feel like this would be something. My down B is more of a shield, so we're almost getting that fox vibe here. It's mm-hmm, not something that mm-hmm. bounces back on him. I think usually a down B, if the opposition gets an attack, anytime you're playing De La Cruz, this is probably something, if you're a pro, that you're going to do first. Everyone knows Ernesto De La Cruz, at the beginning of each battle, starts as an alive person. My down B drops a bell on me to make sure that I go into the realm the realm of the dead, which gives me some more yeah. invulnerabilities. To take on like a any Zelda more chic situation. Yep, yep, yep. To take on any more of the Sid attacks. So that was yeah. that was that is my rebuttal. Okay. And then my move, because I've lost my guitar, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a back B, which is okay. remember me, which remember mm-hmm. me allows me to call back my original weapon, though it oh, has nice. lost some strength. So sure. I do get to call that back in prep for um whatever happens next. Okay. Does your rebuttal. I think my rebuttal can only be a side dodge at this point. I mean, I can't stop his guitar from coming back. Uh, But the thing about Sid is that when he side dodges, he actually doesn't roll like everybody else. He hops on the little skateboard with arms Mm -hmm. and slides further away. So his side dodge is actually a little bit OP. It's probably outlawed in the professional circuits, but it's uh, a, he can kind of zip across the stage a lot faster than you'd probably be comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty valuable. Okay. I've heard, I've heard your moves. I've heard your rebuttals. Doge, how do you think this fight ends? I think this fight ends with Sid just spamming B and throwing mutant toys at you until you get so frustrated that you turn and run off the edge of the map. 
Okay. So it's like a death by a thousand cuts situation for Sid here. Exactly. But it's a thousand baby doll spiders. Death by a thousand baby doll spiders, which is also the name of my metal album coming out soon. That's great. (laughs) Carter, how do you think this fight ends? Yeah, I'm going to take advantage of the thoughtful creation of this game in general of silver screen uh, Smash Bros and how the depth of the storytelling of these characters and getting to know them well. Uh, and just use uh, Ernesto's move, which again, that's another thing that feels OP, right? Uh, I, I honestly respect my opponent for their strong opponent. And so I was not expecting someone this good. So I'm going to have to use my special, uh, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is uh, very on brand for the character Ernesto de la Cruz, where I can just do his moves and, and claim them to be my own. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. That's very good. Much like how he That's took great. Miguel's music, I'm just going to do the same thing back to him and hope I get in one more of those toys than he does uh, at mm. that last, you know, 300% or whatever that would just blow us off the map. Yeah. So to, just to recap, this starts with a child running up to you and unscrewing all the strings from your guitar. And then you drop a bell and become a skeleton and recall your guitar. And then we retreat to both sides of the stage and throw toys at each other until one person dies. No, nope, hey. nope, sorry. Until one person sprints off the map to their own death. Is <laughs> Fair what enough. So uh, I have decided um, this round is going to go to Ernesto de la Cruz. Come on. Yeah. Simply because Sid forgot his most powerful move, which is the charge beam using the power of the sun in a magnifying glass. Uh, yeah, that's uh, very good. Could have ended the whole thing right then and there. So that's that one's going to go It just brings to, a giant uh, one above good. the stage. And I just have to like outrun it in time. I love it. Great job. Everybody's clapping. Now we're back at the character (laughs) select screen. And uh, this round, we're going to have a new set of rules. And that rules is uh, animal only. This one's an animal battle. Select your characters, my friends. Uh, I'm going to let the tractors from cars count. Sorry, say it again. Do the tractors from cars count? Yes. Is that your selection? (laughs) It is not. (laughs) I figured. I'm, I'm hoping to establish a rule with that. Are you ready for my selection? Sure. If those tractors count, then the combine from Cars 1 must count. That is like an angry bull that they must run away from. Sure. That combine from Cars. Uh, that feels I, less interesting than maybe another animal, though. <laughs> no, here's what's funny. Feels like Let's there's make, less room no, for goofing on it. I'm all, down, I'm all down for being less interesting, which is why my character, even though I've never seen the movie, is going to be, that's right, the one and only good dinosaur himself. Arlo. The good dinosaur versus good dinosaur. a chomping combine. Okay, great. I think I think his name is. That's not Arlo. Bruno, is it? Arlo. Arlo. I am Arlo. Mm, excellent. Well, let's fight. Fight, Carter. You get the first move. What's it going to be? Excellent. Um, I'm a good dinosaur. So you I'm are simply. A good I'm going to very good. I'm going to come up and I'm trying to make peace. To be honest, <laughs> I'm not even a carnivore. I'm looking at this tractor that I well, that's good, in there's my no meat in, on this tractor in my prehistoric age mm-hmm. never have seen and I'm in, in inherently intimidated by even though it's much smaller than me uh, and there's going to be a little halo that comes above my head and I'm gonna do a real big smile like puss in boots type like don't hurt me kind of thing big Look eyes down. that kind of thing yeah so yeah, that's that's my move uh, combine what's your uh, rebuttal what do we think combines main source of fuel is. Oh, geez. Um, Is this rhetorical? Because I'm not going to help you beat me. No, I know where he's going with this. It's just It would be gasoline. It would be gasoline, right? Which is all the bones and skin of all of the good dinosaurs' good grandparents. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
And so through that power, I'm going to actually use telecommunication and I'm going to be able to speak mind to mind with you. (laughs) Wait, how? Wait, how? Because I am, I am powered by the minds of a million dinosaurs. (laughs) This is amazing. And I'm going to use that and I'm going to say to you in a very deep and scary voice, you are a good dinosaur. That is true. Peace was never an option. I'm going to put you in my tank and burn you up and use your energy to drive very fast. That's a wordy taunt, but I'll take it. Okay, yeah. some big that words. That was actually my that was my down B, actually. It's, it's also an intimidation a, it's move. It's also a weird rebuttal, but I guess making peace is a weird opening move. So Doge, what's your move? Yeah. I mean, if he's not fighting back, do I just chop him up and put him in my tank? That's not my call to make, my friend. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to add a little bit of weight to what I just said and I'm going to hold down B which charges up the spinny blades in mm-hmm, front of me mm-hmm. and I'm going to use my mind communication powers to tell you one last time you are a good dinosaur but if I were you I would get away from my spinning blades. There's a lot more talking in your version of Super Smash Brothers than any of the ones yeah. that I've played before. You haven't played the latest one yet. That's true I guess. Uh Carter, your rebuttal. Uh Arlo being incredibly intimidated by this is going to do somewhat of a down B that is kind of like Pikachu mm-hmm. in Smash Bros. I have to get over the opposing champion in order for this to work. Sure. But what Pikachu's lightning bolt doesn't hurt Pikachu. But what's interesting about Arlo's character is that his down B hurts him because okay. all he knows <laughs> is he's simply calling upon fate and a massive asteroid <laughs> starts to come from the top of the screen to do big damage to both he and the combine. The difference between okay. the damage to me and that to the combine is I'm getting be I'm being hit by an asteroid. The combine is being hit by an asteroid and a five ton dinosaur. Okay. Because I'm directly above him. So sure. it's really complicated. It's not it's one of the last ones you unlock is Arlo. So I can understand yeah. if you're not familiar with his moves yet. Before DLC, but after like Captain Falcon and all that stuff. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have to unlock him with like spirits on the spirit board and who plays it. that even. That's what it sure. is. Yeah. Um, Carter, how do you think this fight ends? I mean, we're both dead. I don't know if there's a winner at all. <laughs> I think, okay. I think, um, so it's a draw after this fight, it's like ha- after this fight happens, angry at each yes. other. after this fight happens, uh, nothing really changes about how our, our current day world feels about dinosaurs. Like they're these majestic creatures. How amazing. Wow. We're going to make a lot of money off of these things that we can probably prove not from real. And things like yeah, that. Yeah. But what's really going to stink is agriculture is going to be without the combine because it just mm. doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So, oh, so the asteroid wipes um, existence. It, sm- it smote the very concept. Well, this of was a the alpha. Com- I'm pretty sure he's playing the alpha combine. This was the one that that spread its combine seed on the oh, rest yeah. of the other. Oh, <laughs> its name this is was wiped the, from This the was book. the prize bull combine of the Cars universe. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Okay, that's so. good. Uh, Dosh, how do you think this fight ends? I mean, I think it, I think we're just playing chicken at this point. Like, I'm going to attack you. And then, and I think Arlo's saying, well, please don't. And I keep saying, well, <laughs> I'm gonna. And it like, it ends until we both evolve into birds, which could be billions <laughs> of years from now. Okay. So, yeah. We, pl- we play chicken until we actually become chickens. Okay. Oh man. That's good. <laughs> That's very good. Um, so this fight ends in a draw because for some reason, this is the first round of super smash I've ever played where nobody did anything to anybody. <laughs> Uh, the asteroid, I, I guess, an asteroid is a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but nobody di- nobody dies from one down B or up B and smash. Goodness. So um, that's a draw. That one's going to be a draw. So everybody's clapping in this one. You know, both sides are yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we both did Good. okay. We should Except for all dinosaurs and well, combines. 
good news. We're back on the character select screen, and this last one is going to be a doozy, and it's going to be real intense, because this one, it's a sidekick battle, y'all. Select your characters. Carter, you select first. Uh, I am choosing Sadness. Sadness! I am choosing Russell from Up. Russell! Similar size. I like that. Similar shape. Similar shape. That's true. The battle has begun, and Doge, it's your turn to move first. Russell's gonna gonna open up this match with a move that is aimed at aimed at getting him his his last little badge that he needs, and so he's gonna he's gonna run over to Sadness and he's gonna side B Sadness, and this is his his uh, assisting the elderly badge. He's helping her cross the street, and so what he's gonna do is he's gonna grab her, spin her around, and move her to the other side of the stage. It's kind of like Mario's blanket move, very where he good. spins the person around. Uh, but yeah, I, I just crossed the stage with Sadness. Okay, very good, Carter. Your rebuttal. Um, sadness immediately knows, uh, obviously all of the lowest points of every opponent. Um, sure. It's not a burden she wishes to carry, but it's a burden that she just sees before herself. We so have like a, a we have a post inside out story arc sadness here, though. This is a sadness that has learned her place and its value. This is a full arsenal. This is a full arsenal sadness. Um, because this is the second sadness you unlock in the game. The first one is just your normal sadness. And then we have the, this is like zero sadness. This is zero suit sadness. Zero suit Um, sadness. Yeah. And so, uh, she comes up and simply, and and simply, uh, what this dumb dog might think is a pet is really just giving him all of his saddest memories. Even the ones that his small mind wouldn't understand. She makes him smart enough to understand them. Um, Russell's the people though. Hey, Russell's the person. Doug's the dog. Shoot, dude. Russell, the person, he's got some sadness too. We're going to talk about his parents. You, you, you took me there. You should have let me lie about a dog, but I know, I know Russell's background. I yeah. put my hand on Russell and I actually, all I'm doing is giving him you a dip, hug. We dip, we dip. Yeah. I'm giving a hug and Doge didn't say this, but this is post Carl uh, mm-hmm. Russell because that man was already old and up and he's gone. So we're going to remember <laughs> the good times that we had with Carl. We're going to remember a broken home. And we're just going to kind of put the weight there. And that's my rebuttal. But then my move is going to be where many of us go, um, which is sad songs. And a lot Mm -hmm. of those sad songs can be violent, especially in the punk genre. So what happens is a weapon that I don't know describe to you, how to describe it to you without saying like, it's literally Hoobastank. Yeah. Um, Specifically the song, The Reason Is You. Mm -hmm. It's just the Um, reason, but yeah, go ahead. And... Uh, this manifestation of one of the greatest bands of all time, uh, I guess is a hammer. I don't know what it is. Maybe I don't know what it is. It's brought down. It's just brought down on him. Like in in his weakness of feeling sorry for himself. um, I'm just helping him ultimately with Hoobastank. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, Tell us your response. This feels like something that takes a long time to execute. And so what sadness doesn't realize is that while Russell is very sad, he's also holding down B. And as Russell holds B, he summons armies and armies and legions and legions of dogs flying biplanes that are going to come and just sweep the stage. I'm talking just strafe it yeah. with uh, with their good darts that they have. Hmm. So though Russell may be defeated, I think Russell's cause lives on forever on the wings of these dog pilots. Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> Russell got defeated. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that defeated is the right word, but maybe debilitated emotionally. Okay, yeah, that's fair. We've all been there. We can all come back from that, probably. Um, Doge, how does this fight end? 
I don't I don't see it going any way other than Russell having to involve his good friend Kevin and her babies. And I mean, if we're saying that this is this is post up, uh, Carter, you you threw you threw Time's cruel hand into this and said that that Carl has probably already bit the bullet. <laughs> then that means that it's been it's been enough time for Kevin and all her babies to grow up, and mm. Kevin's babies are now the same size as Kevin. And so we have an army of of dodos, yeah, ready to defend their king. Yeah, that's great, Carter. Um, the next one's very interesting. The the final move here, and I think it's because it feels more catered to RPG formats. Um, a lot of the times we come across a little vial of usually like a red potion and we were like, oh, that's healing or it's green sure, or something like that. But what we have here is a vial that carries more power than all of those combined that you've ever seen. And it's unfortunate, Doge. Like I, I didn't want this to go this far, but I'm impressed <laughs> by what you've done with Russell. But what's in this vial, this is the tier quota, uh, something you created yourself. <laughs> oh, that man. is true. And um, she simply unco- un- uncorks the tier quota and there's enough <laughs> sorrow and happiness in there for anyone's heart to be able to handle, much less an army of, of dodos and a small child, just opens that up. And it is something like, I, don't, it's, I, I might even fracture my own heart to try and describe it, but that's how I see this ending. Okay. Well, let me tell you, um, Russell's going to take this one because I, I wager that at least one of those little Kev bots is going to make it through that deluge of sadness and, uh, and make Not it old enough to be sad. I get it. <laughs> they have nothing to be sad about. I mean, Russell saved their day. Yeah. They're just going to run let through live with their and, mom forever. Side A sadness straight off the map. Going, going, gone. Russell <laughs> takes this one. Little pick. Very good, guys. That is, uh, oh, that is that's Silver fun. Screen Smash Brothers. I love it. I like this game. I, I love it. Um, I think it's a conversation worth having uh, before we get into our final game here. But um, there is just a lot in the movie business that we can't completely predict right now because of uh, the current state of our culture, the pandemic and all that stuff. And I was actually in some interesting conversations recently uh, of some that were a little bit more in the know. I have a friend who works for a video game company and he was kind of talking about how, because I mean, a lot of video games too in themselves are productions, especially if you're doing a bunch of voice acting and things like that. Sure. Um, Of uh, his prediction is that we're going to see a lot more of what is easier to produce for a while. Things like cartoons and animated features. And I thought it was very interesting along with our Pixar series to kind of talk about that. And then what do you guys expect? Other things that I have seen uh, in kind of researching some of this is when theaters come back, it feels like it's going to be a slow play. Like a lot of things too. I know myself, it, it, it would take a lot for me to be turned off from the theater. That is one of my favorite experiences uh, in yeah. my life is going to a movie theater and seeing yeah. a movie. So as soon as I'm allowed to do so, I'm probably going to go back. Um, but there are, um, they're almost kind of competing against each other to make sure it's not a reset in terms of consumer, right? But people have just been sitting at home and they know there's probably going to be a flood of people, but there's talks of staggering seats, um, there's talks of oh, yeah. having to wear masks as they go in. There's a handful, I can't remember if it was Cinemark or who, uh, but was talking about how they don't want the theater to feel like a hospital. They want it to still be an escape. So they do not foresee, uh, taking the temp, like, cause one of, there's a lot of prospects out there, right? There's a lot of planning ahead. Some have said, our theater is going to take your temperature before you walk in. Are we going to start to build these mechanisms that say you're not healthy enough to be in here? And then how long do those last and that kind of stuff. Right. But knowing all of the wild uh, and some of it more believable 
opportunities and, and um, predictions for the future. Like, what do you guys think is going to happen? Uh, how do you feel this pandemic is going to affect the movie, like television and movie business, basically the kind of stuff that we are reviewing? Yeah, I, I said it kind of before at the very beginning of this. I really do think we're going to see a lot of things start to switch to home releases rather than uh, there, there was a long time where like straight to DVD or straight to home release meant less than in movies. And I think we're going to see a shift where it is, that is no longer the case. And that, um, a lot of what gets, um, a the, a wide theatrical release is going to start to be, um, like the blockbusters, you know, the, the fast and furious, the, the Marvel's, you know, star Wars stuff, all that kind of stuff. And I think we're going to start to see a lot of, um, movies that are not, that level of blockbuster event start to head to uh, a digital release, maybe even see some new streaming platforms come out of this. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen instantly, but I think it's definitely more on yeah, the radar. I don't, I don't think anything will. Been. Yeah. The interesting thing to me is, and I mean, you guys know on this call, and also if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, I'm a huge Spielberg fan and, and Spielberg's largely credited with modern blockbuster culture, um, which is that summer is a big peak movie season. Right. And I mean, I know that this is no surprise to y'all, but this summer is like pretty empty now. Like sure. A ton of stuff have moved from this summer. And at the rate things are going, production has been shutting down on enough things or being postponed on enough things that summer 2021 is also going to be pretty empty. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw over the weekend, the Batman got moved to October 1st of 2021. It was no longer a wow. summer yeah. release. Yeah. Um, and so I'm interested to see like how much of that is a domino effect, like how much of that shift is going to stick and we're going to lose, uh, maybe not lose, maybe lose is not the right word, but, but blockbuster season is going to change and it's going to no longer like ebb and flow with the school year. Like it does with school semesters. Yeah. But yeah. And you, you, you talk about that domino effect and you start to, I think we're going to get to know maybe a little bit more intimately, at least those that are interested enough, like contractual obligations. Like I want to start looking into that a little bit more and find out what is the source to be able to read on some of that? Because I think the closest thing we have to compare to this is the writing strike uh, that we had right. a handful of years ago to where we would find out years later, sometimes several years later, that, oh, this is something that's resurrected that had been started during the writer's strike. There have been yeah. projects that did not get far enough, certain shows that were something like three to seven episodes that didn't get far enough. And the people that they lost in that production that they had to go ahead and let go are these, as much as these producers and writers want to get back on it, the actors might've picked up another project and they can't sure. do yeah. what they hadn't what they had done before. And so at that point, it's like, it, it's going to be really messy. I think ultimately, like a lot of things, a lot of avenues in just our culture in general, there's going to be a big boom economically at some point. I just don't know when it'll happen. I know, but I'm not telling. <laughs> it's tomorrow. Like you know when it's going to happen? Yeah, I know. I know when the boom is coming, but I'm um, not telling. That's only for speaking, our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of not really know, knowing what's going on, I'd love to quickly Is this going to be your very mean intro into extra credit? Not at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> like this is, oh, well, that would have worked. It would have worked. I mean, we usually don't um, know what's going on in that that's game. That's true. And mine it's definitely is more along the lines of reading you uh, uh, a short few sentences about a movie and you having to guess the title. Ah. Uh, I love this game so much. We're talking about more about a weave the yarn kind of vibe. Let's play Stillskin to end this episode. Weave the yarn.
Okay, Sorry. so f- yeah. for... <laughs> There was, uh, I I was like, I don't feel like we need to apologize for that, but there was a time in my car that I think the volume was up for something else and it had picked up my phone and that was the first thing that dropped that scared the heck out of me because it was so loud. It's rough. It's pretty rough. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin is is a fun uh, Doge named. Doge, did you name this? He did. I think so. It's Doja's name, and sorry to throw you under the bus. That's Jordan's voice. Yeah, sorry. Uh, on the drop. I think I'm the laugh, which I'm not yeah. proud of that either. There's a little um, piece of all of us. We're all this game's dad in a way. We are. That's beautiful. I'm, I am going to read the movie info of movies that will be released. Yes, released. Rotten Tomatoes defines it as released. At this point, it feels like uh, released to stream because I, I know there's not a single theater out there that is legally showing movies right now, but there are some movies. <laughs> it's one of those uh, cool that are, underground black market backyard theaters. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, that movie yeah. speakeasy. <laughs> nothing, nothing says making money like getting five people to see <laughs> a movie you probably paid the rights to show. Um <clears throat> So I'm going to read what they call movie info on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then these two have to guess and I will decide who is closest. Sometimes it's obvious who's closest and sometimes it's a wash because they're both just so creative and funny. It's fine. But I'll read this on movies that I assume they know nothing about and they have to guess the title. Y'all ready? Oh, always. Our first movie will be released mid-May. It's about an hour and 37 minutes long. Rated R. <laughs> oh. uh, it's very short here. It is a, it's directed by Philip... Barantini, Mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. famous uh, mystery thriller, crime drama type genre guy. Um, When a man is released from prison, he attempts to reconnect with his daughter and clear his brother's debt. It's a uh, Craig Fairbrass movie, the actor. Oh, oh, is this a Craig joint? I didn't realize that. When a man is released from prison, he attempts to reconnect with his daughter and clear his brother's debt. Yeah, this one's called Time Served. That's actually really cool. Doge? This is called It's All in the Family. (laughs) (laughs) This movie, I'm going to give this to Jordan because that sounds like a better title. This movie is just called Villain. Ugh. Wow. People suck at naming movies. Yeah, that's true. How about this one? A doctor and his family are held hostage by a wounded gunman and his unhinged brother. Hour and 20 minutes. When's the last time you saw a movie that short in theaters? I don't even know. Uh... Actors for this one you might have heard of. Chad Michael Murray. Chad. Yeah. Good. Bruce Willis. What? What? Uh-huh. Die Hard 6. A doctor and his family are held hostage by a wounded gunman and his unhinged brother. It's a Matt Escandari film. Mystery thriller action. Malpractice. Yeah. I, Jordan? I thought about going with, with family practice. That feels too close to yours, though, Doge. So I'm, I'm going to step away. Oh, this movie's called Deathoscope. <laughs> this movie <laughs> is called Survive the Night. Okay. What? Felt like we were both far enough away that that's a wash. Our yeah, final movie. won that one. Uh, our final movie is very interesting. Drummer Artemis Pyle helps other survivors of a tragic plane crash that claims the lives of several band members of the Southern rock group Leonard Skinner in 1977. Biopic of, of sorts. So it's going to be the name of a Leonard Skinner song. This movie has a colon and it is 11 words long. The, like the full title is 11 words long? Yep. Sweet Home Alabama, colon, the Leonard Skinner story about that one band. I'm going to go by how many words you get right on this one for our winner. Because we really hardly ever get to have this kind of pool. 
That was 11 words. I know. I'm going to, I'm going to guess of those 11, how many of those were the same as words in the title? No particular order. This movie is called Leonard Skinnerd Drummer Island, colon, a true story of love and survival. The first four words were just to get more words correct. Doge had four words, right, of the 11. Jordan <laughs> had word, five. <laughs> How? Jordan had What's five, the title? almost, almost six. Street <laughs> Survivors, the true story of the Leonard Skinner plane crash. <laughs> My second guess was going to be where the skies are so blue, colon, the story of America's band. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's probably what they should have gone with. Yeah, that's so um, much better. I thought about just making my answer a jumble of words that I thought it might be. <laughs> like Pat Sachek, R-S-T-L-N-E. Let's start with those letters. Right. To end this episode. More Wheel of Fortune jokes? I got them. No, no. <laughs> to, please, no, please, no. <laughs> I'd like to buy a way out. <laughs> to end this episode, have all of you watched Wheel of Fortune? By all yes. of you, I mean both of you. Only all the time, dude. To end this episode. What if I was I like, your... no, I'd never seen it. I just know Pat Sachek's very famous line from Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want your name and I want you to give me your best representation of the jingle that happens when every time we get a new puzzle on Wheel of Fortune. You can add a little pizzazz to it, too. Because I think we can all get it, maybe. I don't know. My name is Carter, and... (laughs) I have no idea if that's the song when you get a new puzzle or not. (laughs) I'm Doge, and I think it goes something like this. What letters are these? (laughs) Very good. I am Jordan, and this is the one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.